One of the biggest keys to success is creating positive habits 365 days of the year. And that's exactly what Habits 365 is all about. Based out of New York, this apparel company strives to promote a positive message through their unique clothing designs and brand recognition. From designer tees to summer apparel, this brand has it all. My personal favorite piece from them is my Habits 365 box logo beanie. It's comfortable and it keeps my head snug and warm. <laughs> I love it. So, join one of the biggest movements in the country, just as Floyd Mayweather, Jamie Foxx, DaBaby, and many others have. Go to Habits365.com and enter promo code THIRDEYEPODCAST during checkout and receive 10% off your entire purchase. Again, that's promo code Third Eye Podcast during checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. The path to success starts with the habits we create today. Welcome to the very first episode of the third season of Third Eye Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so stoked and happy and excited for what this season has in store. Uh, to kick off this first episode, I do have a guest on, and we're going to be talking about something that is a bit controversial. Um, a lot of people believe in it. A lot of people don't believe in it. And uh, let me know at the end of this where you fall. Uh, without further ado, let me introduce to you Mr. David Weiss from the Flat Earth Podcast. How are you doing, man? I'm doing okay. I, I see that you uh, listed that you think the Earth is a spinning globe, correct? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I've never really, I've never really given the theory much, uh, thought to be honest. Marcus, that that's the most amazing part. Everyone that believes in the globe never looked into it, never really thought about it. We've been indoctrinated since we were children to make, to think that it's definitely a globe. And then also to laugh at flat earth because flat earth sounds so ridiculous. When I heard about it, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even watch a one minute video. I said, that's the dumbest thing ever. But then when I was forced to look, I realized that the flat earth isn't a disc floating in space like this. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what they want us to think it is. Right. Flat earth is not a bunch of, you know, a dome disc flying in a infinite universe. Nobody believes that. The only people that believe that are globe believers that think flat earth is stupid. And you know what? If I believed in that. That, that's what flat earth was i think it's stupid too but that's not what flat earth is okay all right um for anyone who's going to be listening to this who may not know who you are tell us a little bit about your background and, and what you were doing before flat earth yeah so i'm a normal guy grew up on the east coast um college went into business you know worked in a corporation um then i started my own business left the, cor the corporation uh, things changed and uh, i started my own 
business uh, doing very well. I was in the commercial solar power industry. And um, I was doing a podcast on the side for fun about all the deceptions that are going on in the world. And uh, people started sending me flat earth stuff. And uh, I was like, you know, as I said a minute ago, um, I'm not going to look into that. It's the dumbest thing ever. But then when I looked into it with the purpose of disproving it and proving the globe, that's basically everyone's story on how they became a flat earther. Because once you look and understand what the globe proposes to be and what flat earth really is versus what you think it is, then it all falls together. Hopefully we do some of that for you today. <laughs> uh, so for anyone who, who may not know about the flat earth theory, explain to them exactly what it is. So the flat earth is not a disc floating in space. You have to get rid of all of the pseudoscience that you've been taught about astronomy because it's all pseudoscience. And we'll show that today. And I'll describe it for your, for your listening listeners, but um, there's also going to be a video recording of this. I'm sure you can, you can link in the description. So uh, anybody wants to see some of the visuals I'm showing, uh, it might be helpful. But think about this. A puddle of water accumulates in the low spot in the land. And the edge of the puddle is just where the land is higher than the water, right? Makes sense? Right. Same thing with a pond, which is just a bigger puddle, a lake, which is a bigger pond. And then if you look at the world oceans, think of it as a giant lake. And the all of the islands, all of the continents are surrounded by water. America's surrounded by water, you know? There's water everywhere surrounding all the continents, but all of the water needs a container. It's like a bathtub. If you get rid of the tub, all the water's gone. If you get rid of the edge of a lake, all of the water's gone. So the edge of the world lake isn't the edge of a disc. It's not the edge of a pancake in space, which they try to brainwash you into thinking. It's just the edge of our pond. And that edge is called Antarctica. Antarctica is not a continent at the bottom of a ball. It's the edge of the world pond. And then what's beyond the edge of Antarctica? Well, we don't know. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of miles of land that no one's allowed to go. There's an Antarctic treaty um, that all like over 50 nations have signed on since 1959 uh, that says nobody under any circumstance whatsoever is allowed to explore the outer lands of Antarctica. Right. So there you go. That's what the flat earth is and large bodies of water at rest scientifically, measurably, testably prove to be flat. There is no sea curve. There's just sea level. Right. And we can, if the earth is, if our earth is a ball, like they tell us 24,901 miles around, there should be a rate of curvature. Well, uh, that, that rate is actually a six foot tall person standing at the edge of calm water should only be able to see three miles. Cause after that, the water has dropped more than six feet. So you would have a physical horizon there, but we don't. We can zoom in with today's optics, expand what we're seeing, and we can see for dozens, hundreds of miles farther where there should be thousands of feet of curvature, miles of curvature. But we can see things on the surface that should be miles below a physical curve. A curve. You know, the submarines at the bottom of the ocean can send out sonar and sonar goes straight out. It hits something, it bounces back. They get an image. They figure out how far it is, how big it is. They can see other submarines over a hundred miles away. At a hundred miles, a, um, there should be a mountain of dirt between them over a mile high, 
right? But mm-hmm. somehow they can see other submarines. The same thing on the surface of the water. A um a a warship can light up another warship with a pencil thin radar laser beam, pencil thin laser beam at over 100 miles away. There should be a hump of water 6,600 feet high blocking that view, but they can see it. Yeah, it's, you know, when you sent me the videos, I watched them and it's all very compelling stuff, man. Um, your introduction into Flat Earth, who, who I forgot who it was you were talking to. Who was it you were talking to who, who basically blew your mind open with this? Well, I mean, one the, the person that convinced me to look was Sophia Smallstorm, who's a researcher. But um, the, she sent me a couple of videos. One of them was Mark Sargent's clues. Basically, Mark was in a situation like I was, where he's like, wait a minute, th- this makes a lot of sense because I'm just not smart enough. I must not be seeing something. So he put out a bunch of short videos called Flat Earth Clues, asking like, hey, why can we see too far? Why, how can you have no pressure next to high pressure without a physical barrier? How come astronaut suits didn't explode due to the pressure difference? You know, And he figured that some scientist, some PhD would get back to him and say, mm-hmm. oh, this is how dummy. And no one ever got back. Nobody could ever answer it. And the answers that came back were ridiculous. We're, we're just the dumbest thing ever. So, you know, he literally went in to disprove it and just asking questions. And that's how, um, that's how it happens. Then also Eric Dubay um, did a video called Flat Earth 200 Proofs. And he went through uh, um, an old book showing that 200 proofs that the earth is not a spinning ball flying through space. I mean, the whole idea of the spinning ball earth is so crazy when you think about it. Do you know, and when I was asked these questions, I didn't know any of the answers. How fast is the earth spinning? Uh, I do not know that. At the equator, it's a thousand miles per hour. So when you're watching the sunset, you believe that you're falling over backwards on a spinning ball and that's making the sun appear to go down faster than the speed of sound you're falling backwards thousand miles an hour of speed of sound is like 700 mm-hmm. right so you're falling over backwards faster than the speed of sound and that's what's making the sun appear to go down while that's going on you're orbiting the sun at 66,600 miles an hour in elliptical orbit speeding up and slowing down average of 66,600 miles an hour you're chasing the sun at a half a million miles per hour and that entire system's moving sideways at like one over a million miles per hour okay and somehow the stars never change. Somehow we have, you know, lakes that are perfect glass, right? Mm-hmm. Not, a, not a ripple on a lake, you know? We can see mountains reflected. And if you turned it upside down, you couldn't tell which side was right side up. How is that possible with all of these motions? Try filling a dinner plate to the brim with water and walking in a circle around your living room. Tell me how, how well that's gonna work out for you, right? <laughs> right, not very well. Yeah. Where, where are you located? I'm in Delaware. So you're in Delaware. Have you heard of the Georgia Guidestones? No, I have not. So in Georgia and so in South here in the uh, United States, there's um, a monument that was built in 1981, I think. Very mysterious. But besides having the marching orders for the New World Order on it, um, it has a it has a. Um, in one of the stones, it kind of looks like Stonehenge. There's a little tiny hole. And when you look through that hole, 
you see the North Star, Polaris. And if you do a time lapse, all the stars spin around it. How can we be corkscrewing through space, traveling trillions and trillions of miles in four different directions, and Polaris never moves from that hole? You, wow. That's impossible. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's insane. <laughs> that, 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 thank you. You're 100% right. It's absolutely insane. And there's also another um, a long slit in one of them that has um, angled sides to it that goes to a hole. And if you look across the angle from one side, that's the summer solstice. And the other side is the winter solstice. And so it's a calendar and a clock. These people that spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on this thing, maybe maybe a million dollars. <laughs> I don't know how much it was, but um, they're not going to build it where it's going to be useless. They built this thing to last the test of time, right? Okay, and it is it is a it is showing us that we are not spinning, um, that we are not moving, and that all of the stars that we see above us are um, circling above us. Okay. Okay. You know, one, one of the, one of my main uh, things about, about my podcast is I want people to just open their minds and think for themselves, yeah. right? Think critically for themselves, question everything, <clears throat> right? Cause how can you really believe in something if you don't question its validity, right? Belief is the enemy of knowing. Like um, I told you, I live in, I don't know if I told you, but I, I live in Connecticut. Do you believe I live in Connecticut? I I have no choice. Probably, but I seem that. like an honest guy. You, <laughs> you got to believe some things in life, or you're never going to get out the front door trying to right. verify everything. Weatherman says it's going to be seventy degrees. Well, you know, it's like you, you got to trust some things, but you don't know that I live in Connecticut. You believe it. Now you could do some verification. You could probably spend a couple of hours and figure it out. Yeah, yeah, he is in Connecticut. Look, I got a picture of him. Timestamp. It's going to take you a little time and effort. Belief is easy. Believe and go smoke a joint, take a nap, go do whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. Knowing takes time, effort, and critical thought. And they've brainwashed us in schools, in the indoctrination camps, um, to memorize and regurgitate their information, which is all bullshit. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that statement. <laughs> um, for all the research that I did do, um, I, I found a lot of arguments against Flat Earth, and a, a lot that supported, probably more that supported. Uh, what do you say when a non-flat earther attempts to prove the theory wrong? Yeah, so first, when you search flat earth, the YouTube and Google algorithms will bring you to all of their page shills. It'll bring you to the Flat Earth Society, which is not the flat, not, that is a government-run disinformation site to make you laugh at flat earth. You know, you Google flat earth, you'll end up with a By Man Dan, which is one of their shills out there who just appeared out of nowhere, got a half a million subs, and he does these snarky videos about flat earthers, but they're just snarky, idiotic, immature videos. And he straw mans us. He's like, you know, flat right. earthers believe that the earth is rising at 9.8 meters per second. That's what causes gravity. No flat earther believes that. Only idiots believe flat earthers believe that. So, so when somebody comes to me and says, you know, what about, you know, basically there's only a few questions. They come out, here, here's all the questions they have. What about ships over the horizon? What about Aristophanes in ancient Greece with his sticks and shadows experiment? What about sunsets over the ocean? What about time zones? What about seasons? And when you understand how these things really work, you'll understand that most of them actually prove the flat earth. Like seasons, 
absolutely unequivocally, unequivocally, is that the word? <laughs> um, prove that the earth is not a spinning ball. Absolutely. And I'll show you that in a few moments. That's, that's good. So, I was asking, so what, wait, so, so what do I say to them? I say, what's your number one proof of the globe? What's the number one thing that makes you think we believe on a globe besides that's what they taught me in school? How about you? Let me ask you that question. What would be your number? If someone said, hey, you know, you, you're, you're kind of like, you're listening. I could see, I could see your face. Thank God you don't have a face diaper on and I could actually see your expressions. <laughs> and, uh, and I could tell that you're thinking, you're, you're a thinking man. And so you're, you're trying to figure this out right now. What would be your number one thing that would like, wait a minute, how does this work on a flat earth? Or what's your number one proof for the globe? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even call it proof of the globe, but the one question that I've always had is how, how do you explain the seasons? That that's my number one thing. How do you explain the seasons? All right. So, so let's talk about that. And, uh, and I'm going to show you, this is going to blow you away. Right. All right. So first thing is I'm showing a little visuals here. So we have our, our globe. And uh, we're in the north, which is the top half of this globe. Mm -hmm. And they say when we're tilted towards the sun, we have these more direct rays. And when we're tilted away from the sun, the rays spread over a wider area. So they're not as intense. And that's what causes our seasons, right? Right. That, that's, that's what they tell us. Did you know that in the northern summer, no, in the northern winter, when we're tilted away, we're in our winter, we're three and a half million miles closer to the sun than we are in our northern summer, where it's, you know, I'm in, you're, where are you again? Delaware. Delaware. So it gets hot in Delaware in the summer, mm -hmm. right? And, and we're in the summer, we're three and a half million miles far away from the sun. And they're telling us that it's the tilt of the earth that's doing that, that little tilt. You have to remember, there's also the spin of the earth. So we're tilting all the way away from the sun. Like when you watch the sunrise in the morning, that's the most tilted we could be away from the sun. Forget about the vertical tilt. This is the sideways tilt. Tilt is tilt. And here's something you can do. Coming up on June 21st, our summer solstice, mm -hmm. go out to the water, go out where you can see the sunrise. And as soon as the sun shows up on June 21st, when it's at the most severe angle, okay? As soon as that sun shows up on the horizon, Feel the heat on your face. You can feel that heat on your face with a couple of minutes. It'll be blazing hot on your face. Then in December, while we're having our winter, don't do it at sunrise. Do it at solar noon when the sun is at its highest point in the sky. Highest point. So it's coming in at a much more direct angle. And remember, in the heliocentric model, it's three and a half million miles closer also in the winter. And so when you're looking at that sun at solar noon, you can't even feel the heat on your face. There's no heat, right? A much more direct angle and three and a half million miles closer and no heat, okay? Right. That disproves the stupid tilt theory 100%. So let me show you how, how the seasons really work. So I'm sharing my screen here. This is the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. And uh, this is an app I built to help explain what Flat Earth is. So. Let me uh, just clear this over here. Um, all right, so 
So the, the sky is a perfect clock. The sun goes around once every 24 hours. That makes perfect sense. They tell us the earth is spinning. I don't feel it's spinning. The sun is small and close within the earth system. And it's going, oh, it's going around once a day. Right now it's going by California. It's noon in California, right? Now it's one o'clock, two o'clock, you know, three o'clock. It, it, it's just as it's going away, it's getting lower in the sky. And I'll show you some examples of that. But it goes around once a day. It's the hour hand of the clock. But the reason it's not pinned to the hour hand is because we're in stupid daylight savings time and they're lying to us about the time. The real time is an hour earlier than they tell us. Okay. So if I speed it up, you'll see that the moon is going to appear. Right now we're going into a new moon. So as it goes around, you'll see that it's gaining distance on the moon. The moon phases are changing. Mm-hmm. The moon keeps track of the weeks and the months. There used to be 13 moons of 28 days. Okay. Um, but now there's 12 months of random days. So the sun will lap the moon once every 28 days. Okay. And that okay. when it's opposed to the moon, that's when we have a full moon. Right. And if I turn on the stars, the stars do the same thing. They go around, but they're going slightly faster than the sun. So right now the sun is in this zodiac. Next month, it'll, hang, it'll work its way through this zodiac. The following month's cancer zodiac, will the sun will move its way through cancer because it's spinning with it just slightly faster. The stars lap the sun once a year. That keeps track of the seasons and the years, right? So how does the seasons work? So right now, we're in the inner north. The north is the inner lands. The, out, the, the south is the outer lands. The red line in the middle here is the equator. 24,901 miles around. Okay. The inner yellow line is the Tropic of Cancer. The outer yellow line is the Tropic of Capricorn. The sun migrates in between these two tropics every year. It takes six months, it goes out, six months, it goes in. So I'm going to jump the sun forward to July. So if we're looking at July, in July, it's over. Whoops. Hold on. I went to August. Hold <laughs> on. Let me reset that. So June. Oh. Whoops. Yeah, I got to go all the way fast. It's a little delay. March, April, May, June. Okay. So in June and July, look, it's right over the United States. It's over, it went right over Miami. It's going over Southern California. It's hot in the summer there because the sun is directly over your head. It's over your head. And then we're a little north of that. So we're we're getting warm temperatures because the sun is pretty close to us, right? Then Mm -hmm. Australia is having its winter because the sun is farther away. If I jump it forward six months, you'll see the sun goes out to the Tropic of Capricorn and it goes right over Australia. It goes right over Madagascar and South Africa and Central America. And that's when they're having their summer because the sun is over their head. Right? Right. So, so, so here, let me give you an example. Um, All right. So, so that's how the seasons work right there. Um, let me stop sharing this for a second. The, so, so think about this. Um, it's cold outside, winter, whatever. And uh, you and a buddy are outside standing up uh, 10 feet apart, mm-hmm. 20 feet apart, whatever, whatever. You just separate a little bit. It's freezing cold. Well, I get this giant sun lamp and I'm holding it on a pole 10 feet over your head, directly over your head. And it's a heat, it's a good heat lamp. Boom, you're going to feel warm. You're going to look up. The sun's high in the sky. Your buddy's going to look over at that 
and it's going to be lower in the sky and he's going to be cold. He's barely going to be able to feel that heat. It's so far away. Mm-hmm. Right. And then if I walk that lamp over to your buddy, you're going to go into your winter. He's going to go into his summer, your winter. You're going to look over at him. The sun's going to be lower in the sky, even though it's the same height, it looks lower to you because it's something 10 feet over your head and then something 10 feet high, 20 feet away. It, it's, it's literally almost at your eye level at that point. Right. Right. And that's how the sun appears to go up and down. That's how seasons work. Seasons absolutely destroy, destroy the globe model. Let me show you what that looks like when, uh, when the sun is just going away. You can clearly see that the sun is not going down. It's going away. Mm-hmm. Now, the sun looks different. Like when, you, when we look at it over the water here on the East Coast, there's lots of moisture in the air. We see the sun appears to go down, but it's not going down. It's just going away, as you can clearly see in this video. There's, there's tons of ways that you can see the sun do this. It's just going away. The earth is not spinning. The sun is clearly moving away. Do you feel like you're spinning? You might feel like you're spinning now listening to me, but besides that, <laughs> besides that, just close your eyes at any moment and just say, am I spinning in four different directions at once? You're not moving at all. Yeah, if there was you know, the tiniest earthquake, you'd be like, whoa, you'd freak out. You'd freak out. Yeah, that is true. I, I have never really felt like we were moving. Never really felt or absolutely felt that we're completely still 100%. (laughs) Uh, Man, I have to say, this is, this is all so very fascinating to me. Um, Are you, are you a Beatles fan? uh, Not really. You know, the Beatles. I know the Beatles. The fool on the hill sees the sun going down, but the eyes in his head see the world spinning round. Okay. This is the sunset in uh, in the high plains of Africa, and you can clearly this is super sped up. It's just going away. It's not going down. Let me show you an experiment to show you exactly how you see the sun. This is my kitchen. I have my my counter. I call it the flat Earth counter, and I have this line stretched across the counter, showing you that it's perfectly level, and I'm moving this little sunlight across the line, straight and level. Right, right here is well, these are mountains or this could be the atmospheric deck of opacity, the cloud deck, whatever it is. I'm just showing you the sun's over it. I have another camera on the other side of the counter that's filming this, this exact same thing, looking up at the string. So that's the, your terrestrial point of view. And when you look at it from there, it looks like it's going down. Even though this is the same footage I just showed you, right. from this point of view, and it's getting eclipsed by these mountaintops, these cloud tops, whatever you want to call it. And at, at distance, they look like they're at eye level. They're really high in the air, but they look like they're at eye level in the distance. When you look at clouds 30 miles away, they look like they're touching the horizon. So, so here it is. It looks like it's going straight down, almost straight down. Here's a real sunset. It's not setting behind this apparent horizon. It's setting behind what I call the atmospheric deck of opacity. And that's what we see when the sun sets. It's just going away, just like I'm showing you here. This is a real sunset. This is what the sun is really doing. It's just going straight across. That's very compelling. It's hard to to argue that. 
you know, nobody likes having their ball taken away or having Star Wars, Star Trek, all of that <laughs> destroyed. But I'm, I'm destroying it for you today. But after you get over the depression, you're going to realize this is a much better place. We're not on a random speck flying through an infinite universe in a space vacuum where an asteroid could take us out at any moment. We're not trapped in a ball, which is a prison, right? The Truman Show, he's in a prison, okay? We're not, we're not, <clears throat> we're, we're in, the, this world is not a, um, a spinning ball flying through an infinite universe, okay? It's, we are here at the center of creation. Now we are inside this world. We believe there is a dome over us. Is there a way to get through that dome? I think there is. I believe that there's lands beyond uh, Antarctica. Um, but the, the rulers of this world have made it so you don't think there's anything more. Just like in the Truman Show, he goes, I want to be an explorer. And the teacher goes, there's nothing else to explore, Truman. Everything's been discovered. Well, what if there was more land? What if there was other lands beyond Antarctica? What if there was other oceans and other continents out there, right? Mm -hmm. This would be extra territory, right? Extra terra, which is land extra territory and if this was where we lived in here and they lived in this outer area this outer space if you were a person that lived here and came to visit you would be an extraterrestrial from outer space okay i see what you did there <laughs> so let me let me pull up the app again this is something i've been liking to show people get this so the arctic is the center, right? The center is, you see my mouse is very small. Mm -hmm. So in the Arctic, if you're standing here and you're watching the sun, what's the sun doing? It's going around you. Right. It's arcing around you. Arc, it's arcing, the Arctic. If you're standing out here in the outer area in Antarctica, what's the sun doing? It's antarching away from you. Okay. Antarctic, Arctic, it's talking about the sun. So let me, before I take the app down real quick, um, if you Google flat earth, you're gonna find nonsense. They're trying to hide this information so much. They don't want people knowing because when you wake up from this, it's like unplugging from the matrix and uh, you literally take your power back. And that's what we're gonna talk about in a moment. But every day I put a new video in this featured video area. And what I tell people is if you think this is stupid, I'm offering a Bitcoin for anybody that can come up with one proof of the globe, just one. But you know, so and the challenge is watch the daily video every day for two weeks. And then if you think you have a proof of the globe, you can send it to me. But before you do, you have to hit this question mark button. And up comes all the questions you're going to ask. What about eclipses? What about gravity? You know, what about the 24 hour sun in Antarctica? What about circumnavigation, right? Mm -hmm. If I hit, what about circumnavigation? Up comes a playlist of videos that they don't want you to see. These are ones that will teach you the truth and they don't, they, they, they'll bring you to all of those answers. And um, the app does a whole bunch of other things. Like if I go to these images, I have, um, you know, if you believe we went to the moon, do you believe they went into the moon with that? I mean, what did the guy from uh, the supplies, you know, when he ordered the parts for this, did he order paper mache, tin foil, <laughs> scotch tape, cardboard, right? Right. Um, you know, and if you ever looked at the, the moon buggy, right? 
$38 million in 1971. That's like a friggin' billion dollars today or whatever it is mm-hmm. for that little Jeep, right? That somehow doesn't leave tire prints. How did it get there? Did it float there? There's no tire prints in front of it or behind it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no <laughs> tire prints. There's no tire prints. So um, the app shows you all, all different stuff, uh, different ways to teach your friends about Flat Earth and teach yourself about Flat Earth. So that's it. It's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. And it's the highest rated app in the App Store um, and the Google Play Store. Awesome. So, so you can get that both on Apple and uh, for Android, correct? Yeah. For Android, you have to have operating system 8.0 or higher. And for Apple, it's um, iPhone 6 or better. And it works on iPads also. Um, but if you're unsure, like, oh, it's hard to, that's what he's doing this for the $3. No, I'm not doing this for the $3. I had a very successful company. Um, the app costs <laughs> a lot of money to make. Just read the reviews. Read the reviews. Even with the trolls in there that are trying to discredit it, it's still the highest rated app. And just read the reviews. People absolutely love it. And it's like, you know, it's $3 and you have it for the rest of your life. You get new content mm-hmm. all the time. It keeps getting upgraded, more and more stuff. Versus a beer, you drink $3 worth of a beer, which isn't even a whole beer, and you pee it away in 20 minutes and it's gone. <laughs> so, right. yeah, absolutely, so there you man. go. That, that, that's what's up. Uh, so you're currently the host of the Flat Earth Podcast, right? I am. We haven't been doing a lot of episodes lately, but if you haven't heard them, they, they don't get tired with time. Start from the beginning and keep on, keep on going. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, where where can people find and listen to that so they can form their own opinions? The, the, the Flat Earth Podcast is on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you have a podcast player on your phone, just look up for look up the Flat Earth Podcast. And um, you can find uh, also find links to it on my website, theflatearthpodcast.com. My Instagram is the Flat Earth Podcast. And my YouTube, you want to guess what that name is? uh isn't it uh deep in the rabbit right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i was trying to trick you I was, <laughs> you're supposed to say the flat earth podcast it's a it's the initials for deep inside the rabbit hole it's d-i-t-r-h just the initials for deep inside the rabbit hole and um that i have lots of short videos there most of them under five minutes okay and that's for you know like all right let me look into this flat earth thing Boom, just start watching some of those videos and uh, you too will lose the respect of your family and friends because you'll become a flat earther. <laughs> uh, for, for anyone who will be listening to this, I highly suggest you look in to everything he's saying, uh, whether you believe it or not, you know, it's always good to expand and open your minds. Uh, absolutely, man. For me personally, uh, be- before this, I never really looked into the flat earth uh, simply because it, it didn't really matter to me one way or, or another. Um, and that's, that's no disrespect intended at all. No, no, I get it. And that's what lots of people say. And that's what I said. But when you realize that they're hiding your freedom, they're hiding the true nature of who you are. They're hiding your divine powers. They're limiting you. You know, the people that are doing the globe lie are the ones that are making you pay for electricity when electricity should be free. There's free energy everywhere. They're limiting where you can travel. You can't, you can't go beyond Antarctica. Well, now you can't even go out of the frigging country. They're locking us down in crazy ways. And it all has to do with this lie. There's more out there. 
right? They don't want us, they knew that this time was coming and they don't want us being able to just run away and go to the lands beyond Antarctica. Um, they don't want us to know that we have freedom. They don't want us to know that our combined thoughts, let alone our soul thoughts, create our reality. They don't want us to know that they have no power over us. The only power anyone has over you is in your mind, okay? The only value money has is in your mind. U.S. fiat currency, it's in your mind. It has zero value except to light a fire with it or something, okay? It's good for kindling. That's the only value it has. So when someone says it doesn't matter, it's because you're suffering from Stockholm syndrome. I was. Um, imagine you lived in a giant apartment building, 100 floors, and the, the grocery store was on floor 17. You worked on floor 20. The gym was on floor 35. Um, but there's no windows and no doors, and you've never seen anything outside that building. And you just thought, this is it. This is all there is. You got the solid cement, and you don't see, you know, you, you don't have access to the lower levels where they're bringing supplies in or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then someone comes to you and says, you know, there's a whole other world out there. There's other buildings out there. There's other, there's land, there's oceans. And you're like, what does it matter? What does it matter? You know, I'm just an insignificant speck. What does it matter means I don't know who I am. I don't know the power that I have. And uh, it, it's, it's because we're, they have us in a way, they have us struggling to live day to day. Most people live paycheck to paycheck. And right. they have us worrying about that. They have us living in fear, you know, fear of terrorism, fear of, you know, fear of cartoons. They have us, they have us living in this fake world. Um, and they're using that fear energy to control us. They're using that to create their reality. Right. I mean, I, I can't really argue with that. How, how, do you, how do you go about breaking, breaking free from that? So, so, you know what, we have these flat earth conferences and festivals all the time. And I, I got to tell you, every single person there has broken free. Once you understand where you are, who you are, what you are, once you understand that everything on the news that makes you afraid is nonsense. Once you understand that nuclear bombs don't exist. Okay. It's another rabbit hole for you. Once you understand that there's no food shortage, no water shortage, global warming is not a thing that that nobody has power over you, that terrorists are nonsense, that all of these bang bang events that are happening all over the place are staged, okay? Once you understand that it's all to keep you in fear, then that, that you break away, you unplug from the matrix like Neo did, right? At the beginning mm -hmm. of the movie, the matrix, Neo was depressed. He's like disconnected from his soul. And he just like, what is wrong with this world? And by the end of the movie, he's unplugged. He sees who he is, the power of his mind, and he takes his life back. We are living in their system, giving them energy, living in fear, playing their stupid rules because we've been brainwashed into it. So what does it matter? It matters more than anything else. It matters more than anything that's going on in this world. And if we ever get our freedoms back, how long are we going to keep it if we're, if we're lost in space, spinning out of control? That's a very good point you make there, Dave. <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. <laughs> Man. There's so much more to this. I just challenge people, get the app every morning at breakfast. Just hit that daily video, short ones during the week, because I know you got to go to your slave job, right? And, uh, right. And, and, 
and longer ones on the weekend. So you can sit back and have a beer, you know, whatever, um, and watch them. And then what's going to happen is you're not going to wait every day. You're going to hit the archive button and that's going to bring you to all of the videos that the apps ever had on it. And then you're going to forget that you haven't eaten in two days or slept because you're just watching video after video after video. And then you're going to go, how the heck am I going to tell my friends and family that the earth is flat? They're going to think I'm crazy. And then you're going to have to deal with all of that. But once you do, you might even lose a couple of friends, right? <laughs> Once you do, that's okay, because that's their journey. Um, you're going to start meeting new friends, and a lot of your friends are going to start waking up. You know, have them take the app challenge with you and, um, and have the discussions about it. And let me tell you something. Life is more interesting. Life is I'm healthier. Uh, life's amazing. I, I, I don't sleep a lot because I can't wait to get up and see what's new. I mean, this world is not a boring place. You don't need the television programming um, because you just stick your head out the window and look outside. The world is is a, a, a bizarre, crazy shit show. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's highly entertaining. I mean, it's highly entertaining. This world is, um, there's never a boring moment. No flat earther is ever bored anytime, ever. Even if we're stuck in traffic, we just put on some, something, we start researching something else. Um, once you see the true makeup of this world, and we're still trying to figure out exactly what it is. We just know it's not a spinning ball flying through space. We know, um, you know, there's so many proofs that what we see in the sky is impossible on a ball. I mean, in June or January at midnight, you look out at the stars in the sky, you know, you're looking up at the sky and you're seeing, you're seeing stars, um, you're seeing stars, like if you're here, here's the sun. Mm -hmm. January midnight is right here. You're looking out and you're seeing stars that are over here. Six months later, you're on the other side of the sun. Midnight is now on this side of the ball. You look out, out. You can see the same stars. You can see this star again. How is that possible when the sun is in between here and you're looking to the other side of the universe? How do we see the same stars? Right. I say that's impossible. Yeah, it, impossible. It, would, it would seem so. Impossible. And then when you get into the space station and, and all of that nonsense, you know, if I show you, the, you them faking, floating something once, that should be enough, right? <clears throat> if yeah. I'm on the space station, you've seen the videos of them on the space station, they're all hanging from wires. Yeah. I mean, look at these guys. <clears throat> they're hanging from waist harnesses. Look at them. They're hanging from waist harnesses. They're trying to balance themselves. Okay. It, it, it's, it, it's total nonsense. And whenever they move, you can tell if they're hanging. Why are they wearing these bulky, heavy pants with these weight, with these weighted belts in space where are the pants going to fall down? There's no gravity. Okay. What's underneath these pants. Why are their shirts always buttoned up too high? Where do they get these crisp shirts every day? They always have a different shirt on, always crisp and pressed. Where are they getting all of this stuff? Who's doing the ironing? Who's washing this stuff? Okay. Right. You know, how come they don't smell to high heaven there? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the, the stuff that we see on the space station is so ridiculous. Look, I'm on a space station. I'm floating. Okay. <laughs> That's how simple it is. And my budget isn't $65 million a day like NASA's. Right. Okay. It's nonsense. But um, if you if you look, 
one day they they got a fresh shipment of food that came up on a, on the soyas or whatever, and they had a fresh lemon. They were playing with it, and watch when he tries to grab it, his hand goes right through it. It's not there. It's a virtual reality. It's called augmented reality, and they're manipulating things in free space that aren't there. They're maneuvering things. Wow. Okay? That alone should tell you we never went to the moon. Yeah, I, I was never a big believer of that to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. So when people say, well, what about this in the sky? What about the moon is round? Do you think all the other planets round? Stop looking up at the ceiling lights in your ceiling to figure out what shape your floor is. Look down at the floor. Do measurements here. Because all of these things in space, we, we can see Mars, but I see a light. NASA tells me it's this dusty, dirty ball, you know, 25 million miles away or whatever it is. Um, and I say, no, it's just the light because it makes no sense. It wouldn't be that bright. You know, some of the planets, we shouldn't be able to see them. Like Mercury and Venus are so small. And so the distances they are, they're smaller than our eye can resolve. Scientifically, provably, testably, with the sizes that they tell us, how the heck do we still see them? It makes no sense. They're too far away for us right. to see. Everything that we see is within the Earth system above us. You know, when you go up uh, to 120,000 feet, the Earth is not moving. It's flat and stationary. The sun is close as it only lights up a little area of the Earth. You can see the hot spot. It's not 93 million miles away. It's literally right up in the sky. Okay. Man, this is a... Uh... Also, eye opening. <laughs> it is. <laughs> do you do you do you think this is going on in Australia right now? <clears throat> um, what exactly? Upside am I down looking at? ships and no, oceans no. spinning on a ball, <laughs> or is everything on a big giant lake, flat lake? Australia's over there. Up is up for them. Up is up for me. Up is up for you. Down is down for everybody. Left and right, forward and backwards. That's relative to our position. Mm -hmm. But we're not upside down anywhere in this world. Airplanes fly. Oh, one more thing, and then, then, we, then I guess we can wrap it up. Um, when you want to fly to, um, let's say, Buenos Aires to Perth, uh, Australia. Mm -hmm. This would be the quickest route. This is from flight software that says this is the quickest route. Okay, straight over Antarctica. But you're not allowed to fly over Antarctica. So, all right, so you have to just go around either side of Antarctica. That would be the shortest route. Right. Okay. But that's not the way um, the, the flights actually go. They go like here, they go from Perth, I mean, from Buenos Aires to either Miami or Houston then to California, then to Sydney, and then over to Perth. It takes like 26 hours. Or they go from here to Europe, to Singapore, to Perth, right? Why mm -hmm. don't they just cut across the bottom of a ball? The answer is because they're at opposite ends of the world pond. That's not how it works. If you go south, you never come back, right? Right. The, the, way, the way circumnavigation works, at the center is the magnetic North Pole. And a compass will always point towards the center. So if I'm trying to push this compass 270 degrees, which is dead west, I have to keep turning. I have to keep turning to keep that needle pointed towards the center. So west is a circle. 
So I can leave, you know, New York and head east, which I'm heading now, and I have to keep turning because east is a circle, which doesn't prove that the earth is flat because it's the same on a ball. But if I try to dead reckon west, dead reckon means don't correct to the north. Mm -hmm. As soon as I start moving, I'm moving south. I'm moving south. Boom, I'm moving south. I'm moving away from the center. You can't go east and west are circles. They're not straight lines. Every straight line points south. If I, I can also, if I try to go south, I, and that's just away from the center. Every one of these straight lines is south. And when you go south, you just go away and you never pop up on the other side because nobody has ever circumnavigated south, ever. There's a couple stories of some people that did, but if you look at the actual details, it's the dumbest thing ever. And uh, that should wake you up right there. Wow. It's, this is a, uh, I gotta say, I really do appreciate all the visuals uh, that you that you brought along. Uh, Cause it, it absolutely helps being able to see these things. Absolutely. It's really to hard to it. It. Yeah, to get it. So check this out. This is the, <clears throat> they were trying to do the first Southern circumnavigation, pole to pole circumnavigation. So they went from the North pole to, uh, to, uh, to, um, where is that? That's, um, uh, uh that, Alaska, <laughs> Alaska. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> New Zealand. It, they go to Alaska to California. Then they go all the way over here to these islands up here. You know, they stopped in Hawaii, I believe, um, over to, Santiago. Then they went to the South Pole, supposedly, and then they turned around and came back and went all the way up and around. They said that's Southern circumnavigation, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is because he said they got to the South Pole and the weather was so bad that they had to turn around and come back. Okay, so they didn't get circumnavigate. So they didn't circumnavigate Southern. They just literally went out to the South and came back, but they still got the Guinness Book of World Record for southern circumnavigation this is what it looks like on a south pole on a on a flat earth map they went out here they turned around and came back they just did this little loop and that counted as southern circumnavigation i'm sorry southern circumnavigation is going from santiago and popping up in australia right no one's ever done it ever ever wow. no one's ever done it that's crazy <laughs> it is crazy <laughs> oh man this is you know coming into this I my mind is always open you know and I wasn't expecting to to like totally get it blown away or, or anything like that but I mean the your the argument for flat earth is compelling there's no doubt about it and I, from what I have researched on my own, there's definitely a lot more that supports the flat earth theory than the globe. And I will say that on record. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You're slightly wrong there <clears throat> because there's nothing that supports the globe. Things fall into three pockets. They baskets. One works on a flat earth. Lots of stuff falls in there. Only works on a flat earth. Works on a flat earth and a globe earth. Lots of stuff falls in there. Like East West circumnavigation works mm -hmm. on both or works only on a globe, that basket's empty. There's nothing that only works on a globe. 
So they'll pick up, you know, they'll, they'll, the, the straw man arguments they use are just ridiculous. The amount of lying that they do, you know, you look at the picture of Saturn. This is the original picture of Saturn, put it into Photoshop, crank it up. This is straight off the NASA website. You can see that it's built with layers. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is like crappy, you know, composite imaging. It, you catch them lying once. And, you know, it's over, but they lie again and again and again and again and again. I mean, this is the blue marble that was on everyone's iPhone. Well, they stepped and repeated the clouds. And the guy that made this said he made the entire thing in Photoshop. He admitted it. NASA visual artist Robert Simmons said he made it from data he was given. He's like, oh, there's more plankton in this area. So I'm going to make this area a little bluer or greener or whatever. You know, he and he just took information and painted it in Photoshop. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say they, they, they're, they're, they can't even keep their story straight on, uh, on planets. Like when you, when you look at the globe, um, here's the, the blue marble. And then, you know, a few years later, they come out with this one. United States is twice the size. Right. Okay. Twice the size. Now people say, well, that's because it's at a different angle and there, you might be zoomed in closer. You're not seeing the true edges of the earth. Uh, like there's no way you look at that. If we look at that, we can actually measure across Mexico and Baja come up with 934 miles. They tell us the, the diameter, a straight line through the earth is 7,917 miles. I should be able to fit eight and a half of these segments in between these lines, eight and a half doesn't even fit on this sheet here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is another painting and there's no question about it. You'd have to believe that, all of this land outside of this circle is on the other side of that ball. Okay. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, man. You can't really argue with that. All right. Welcome to flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go tell your friends and family. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, Dave, I really do appreciate you coming on my podcast, man. All right, everybody, you can find me at theflatearthpodcast.com, um, the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. Don't. On Google Play, they're, they're already trying to stick a, a Flat Earth Society one in there with the same name, stealing some of my graphics. Their app is horrible. And don't send me emails telling me my app sucks because that's not my app. Make sure you get the one that says by Blue Water Bay. If you're looking at this on a computer, just point your phone right here. Hopefully, you'll put a link in the description of your podcast. That Absolutely. And um, I'm on Instagram, the Flat Earth Podcast. Uh, my YouTube uh, is DITRH, initials for Deep Inside a Rabbit Hole. But if you forget all of that, just theflatearthpodcast.com. Everything's there. Absolutely, man. Thank you very much for being a part of this. I appreciate it. All right, Marcus. Thanks. All right. Take care. See ya. Well, there you have it, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for the very first episode of third, the third season of Third Eye Podcast. I want to give a special thank you to my guest, David Weiss, for coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you, and I hope we can do it again in the future. Uh, I have to say, Flat Earth, it's very, very compelling. It's very interesting. Um, I don't know if I'm 100% on board yet, uh, but I, I definitely cannot rule it out. Um, so let me know where you what you guys think. Uh, 
hit me up guys uh in the meantime you know the deal i love you all and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it be kind to one another and love each other take care